0: what's up welcome to this week's sermon podcast of living word pretoria east here you can listen to our latest weekly sermon for your spiritual growth we believe that this message will really bless you praise god so we've been building on last week who was here last week amen And of you can feel that there's a shift, that God is busy doing something new. True? True. And in this season, we need to lay the new foundation. Because if we speak on on the new wineskin, we need to give context to that. And we need to come and lay down what God means so that we can understand what God's doing and where God is moving us. And I believe that today, it's going to just bless you. And today I want to speak on covenant family. Covenant family. God's structure. Because when God comes and He gives us a new wine skin, and we started with that foundation last week in Psalm 127, which says that, that if, if um, God doesn't build the house, those who build labor in vain. Amen? So the word house, I'll get to that again, is family. And it says that if God doesn't build the family, we build in vain. So you have your own household, you are a family, but here together we are family. We are the household of God. We, we, we belong to one another and we are part, amen? And that God needs to do this and I believe that God is, God is purifying His church. God is busy because we are the bride. You are the bride and, and He's coming, the Word says He's coming for a pure and spotless bride, Amen? You can preach with me today. Come on, don't, don't let the energy drop. You've done well. So just a little bit more. And his bride is special to him. Thank you. And when God speaks about the church, he speaks in two ways. I love this. He, he mentioned it in two ways. God created Adam. And then when he placed him in the garden, he says, it's not good that man is alone. And he says, he, he, he gives him a deep sleep. And out of Adam, he takes Eve and he places Eve alongside Adam. And, and when Adam wakes up and he sees Eve, he says, Wow, man. Isn't it? And then he says, you will be called woman. Genesis 2, if you want to put it up, 23 says, Then man said, at last bone of my bones. At last, because he saw the animals. He was naming the animals. He saw them that they were in prayers. But he was alone. And when he wakes up, he sees this beautiful Eve and he says, Wow. At last, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Amen. And today we have the church described in two ways, as the body and as the bride. The body and the bride. That's the two ways. In unity and fellowship, in, in intimacy and love. And, and when we have those, new life comes forth. When you married, And there's intimacy and love, there's fellowship, there's unity. What happens? New life. Come on. You give birth to family. And God comes and He blesses them. He gives them the dominion. He gives them their mandate. And in Genesis 4, we see this. He says, now Adam knew Eve, his wife. And she." you see, it took four chapters to get to know her. All right. It says he knew his wife. She conceived and bore Cain, saying, I've gotten a man with the help of the Lord. And again she bore his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep and Cain, a worker of the ground. Adam knew Eve. That word knew is yada, And the word yada is many things. It says intimacy, all those things, but the word can be used in, in our senses. It can be used figuratively. It can be used literally. It can be used euphemistically. Uh, euphemistically in all different ways but some of the words to know and this is what we are family when we know one another it says there's observation there's care there's recognition there's causatively instruction see that's what we do when we come we are instructed there's designation you are appointed for something even this he says punishment or discipline So God says that that he even disciplines those who he love. Come on. It's not just always the jolly ride. It's sometimes where God comes and he disciplines. He brings us in. He says it. When you bear good fruit, what does he do? Come on, he prunes us. I don't know if you've been pruned, but, but it's not an easy season. It's not nice. When you prune, you cut away. That's what he says. I want to circumcise your hearts. You see, circumcision is a painful process. But circumcision was seen one of the things of signs of the covenant. It's because usually when we cut covenant, there was an animal. And the word covenant means to cut. To cut. So they slaughtered an animal, split it in two. Later, God gives Moses, he says, now the sign of the covenant to cut is I will circumcise you. And they had to circumcise the whole nation. But now in the New Testament, he says, we don't have to circumcise to be part. He says, now you need to be circumcised in your heart. You need to cut your heart. And see, when, when they had intimacy, when he knew her, out of that intimacy, a family was born. And that's God's design and God's pattern is family. That's what we, we want. So, so today we're laying the foundation for a new wineskin is number one, God builds family. And if we want family, then we have to yada. Come on, we have to know one another. We have to spend time together. There needs to be deep and intimate relationships with one another, not just a coffee. That by Africans it's like coffee. <laughs> all right, that was the Buddha coffee. Good, you can do a cappuccino or a latte or a, with a skimmed milk and all those as well. All right. But this is the thing that, that we need to build relationships. And it's only by this that new life comes forth. If we want to see growth, if we want to see new life, then we need to have that yada, that time where we spend time together, where we build relationship. Not just hello, but rather go and shake and hug and ask deeper questions. Some quotes on family. Eva Burrows say, In family life, love is the oil that eases friction. The cement that binds closer together and the music that brings forth the harmonies. Jane Howard says, you can call it a clown, uh, uh, not a clown, a clan. (laughs) You can call it a network. Some of you have got clowns for families. You can call it a tribe. You can call it family. He says, whatever you call it and whoever you are, you need one. We all need family. Whoever you are, wherever you go, you can call it whatever, but you need it. Because we are made like that. Because the word says if we want to follow God's pattern for covenant, God's pattern for covenant is family. Family. Mother Teresa said, what can we do to promote world peace? You know that answer? She says, go home and love your family. It starts there. Elizabeth Burke says, "You you are born into your family and your family is born into you. So you just thought, man, this family that I got, well, they got you as well. You were born into a family, and your family were born into you. No returns, no exchanges. Help me, Jesus. Winston Churchill says this. He says, there's no doubt that it is around the family and the home that all the greatest virtues, the most dominating virtues of human, are created, strengthened, and maintained. It's in the house. So the Lord says Psalm 127, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. And unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. Now the word unless the Lord builds shows actually what will happen or what will be done or or what's going to be true if something else doesn't happen. Unless this happens, something else cannot happen. So, unless he builds this, if we fail to do the one, we're not going to succeed. The, un, the other thing cannot happen. So, unless means that it is required, it has to happen, it needs to. Unless God builds, we build in vain. Who of you wants to see the church grow? But it's only going to happen when we build God's way. Unless God builds it, we build in vain. We can try every method, every effort, everything. But there's the secret. If we do it in the style of family, it will grow. Because God says, my covenant pattern is family. When we build family, it will grow. Amen? And the word there where he says, when unless God builds the house, the, the word baith, the Hebrew is family. Unless God builds family, we build in vain. And that means if God builds family, it means that God is directly involved in building families. Unless He builds, that means He's involved in your life. Come on. He's directly involved in that. The word house repents, uh, re- represents primarily a dwelling place, but it also represents your, your sense of self identity, security, and that you have a place in this world. That's what it means is it's also your identity. You see, that you cannot function and have a fulfilling, complete, successful life apart from, without your heavenly Father's help. Without His guidance. Unless, He says, that's the same. Jesus says it in in another way in the New Testament. He says what? He says, unless you abide in me and I abide in you, you cannot bear fruit. There's no life. There's no family. Unless God builds it, we're going to build in vain. So that means God is involved in your life, in your families. No matter, he says, how skilled we are, he says, if we do it without God, we're just wasting. That what we build is wasted because we do it without the Lord. You see, God carries the blueprint. He carries the DNA. Family DNA is in God. He's the master builder. This is how we should build. He's the master uh, carpenter of our lives. There's a, there's a scripture in the book of Proverbs 24. He says, this is how we build. He says, by wisdom, a house is built. And through understanding, it is established. And through the knowledge, its rooms are filled with rare and beautiful treasures. Who of you know that if you've got a house and it's just empty, it's not a great place to be? You don't want just a house full of nothing emptiness there's a joy when it's full he says by wisdom a house is built by understanding it's established and through knowledge rooms are filled with rare and beautiful treasures the word treasure the hebrew remember they've got the pictures and have a word that that can, it's a pictograph it's a comic strip and the word treasure that he says that he fills you with treasure the word treasure is two things It's like a man, a picture of a man like jumping for joy, jumping up and down. And it says that actually he's looking toward or forward to something of interest. He's having a joy of something, looking forward towards something of interest. And then the other picture is like a little seed or like it looks more like a little sperm that swims. All right. But it represents the seed of continuation. That's why. Because it needs to continue. combine. it says, there's a, there's a looking forward towards something continually. Not just the one self. Not just, I'm looking forward, and then it's, and it says, there's a continuance. I'm looking forward towards something continually. So when we build the house with wisdom and knowledge and understanding, it says that, that God is the source of wisdom. That's the most valuable asset or, or material we're building with. In other words, he says, when we build God's designed way, which is family, he says, then the reward is something to look forward to and to enjoy continually. Does it make sense? Am I too fast? When we build God's way, there's a reward that's continuous. Not just once off. There's a continuous joy. Come on. And as as much as God wants to be part of our lives, you have to invite him to be part of your life. You have to invite him to be involved in your life. He's not just gonna force his way. And and he wants to be involved. So he says, so he says, unless the watchman or unless God watches the house, the watchman watches in vain. All right, watchman is a person that's set out to watch, to take God or to keep God. In other words, when you're part of God's house and when God calls you into family and He says the watchman, so we build with God, we build family, He says watchman watch in vain. So in other words, you have a calling on your life to to guard and protect that what God places values on. God places value on certain things and your responsibility is to guard and protect that what God values. So if God says, I value family and the way we build, you have to esteem that in a high regard. You have to value God and protect that what He values. Amen? So that's what He says, that that God and protect that what He values. And we need to understand the purpose in our family. We're not going to be long anymore. Too essential. I'm about halfway. And I'd say too long and then you said, but you said not too long. There's two ways, essential elements of a family is what is marriage and parenthood. Because first you are two and the two become one and your couple of first years you figure out which one you become. And then after that, when the kids come, there's parenthood. Marriage and parenthood, all right? And that reveals God's character like nothing else in creation. The love between husband and wife shows the love that Christ has for His bride and the way that He serves us. But also parenthood comes and the, the ups and the downs in life and the lessons we need to learn and all, it's a compelling picture of God's tenderness and patience towards us as children. So, so that is a picture of, of, of the house is the marriage and parenthood it's a, it's a picture of house and you see a family does more than just reflect God's nature and God's image and God's character when we have now family it is a safe place where the children learn experience God's love they learn and experience how to love others how to love other people see so that's God's foundation of building how it carries over you see even Christ found himself he was born within the context of family he came as God he laid it down he was born into a family he submitted to an earthly father and mother he learned, it says that Jesus grew in wisdom and stature. Luke 2:252. He grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. But that was in the context of a nurturing family that he had to submit to and learn. That is how he grew. It's in the family context where he was there. He grew in favor, wisdom and stature with God and man. If we want to grow, we need the context of family. That's how we fit in. You see, our children need to know that God has a special purpose for placing them within a family. We need to know that that, that's why it says there's a gathering of saints. There's a structure of family. There's a covenant of family. You carry a specific purpose and a reason for God placing you in family. You need to function. Come on. God placed us here. So let's just quickly look at understanding family through the lens of covenant. Because in Genesis, God starts the, the first covenant that deals with family is in the Garden of Eden, the Edenic or Edenic covenant. Genesis 1:26 says, God said, Let us make man in our image and after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish and the sea, over the birds of the heavens, over livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So that's in Genesis, he says. Let us. So there's more than one involved. It's a family. And he says, let us make man now in our image and likeness. Let's create family. Let's give them a place and let them have dominion over. And then John 1, 5, 5 to 8 says this. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? This is he who came by water and blood. Jesus Christ, not by the water only, but by the water and the blood. And the Spirit is the one who testifies. Because the Spirit is the truth. There are three that testify. The Spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree. So these two verses speak of witnesses in heaven and on earth. And it speaks about the very thing that conveys the, the concept of family. These things that says these verses convey the concept of unity, relationship, agreement. Let us make man, there was, there was a con- agreement, there was unity, there was family. That, that's the components that underpins covenant. Unity, relationship, agreement, where we agree when there's unity, God commands his blessing. Come on. So the promises of the Edenic covenant where it says, promises of family is this. God would bless man continually. There's a continuation. Unless God builds the house, he will fill it with treasure. God will bless man continuously. Man would be fruitful. He will multiply and he will fill the earth. That's one of the the blessings, the promises. It says that we will subdue the earth. We will have dominion and authority and everything will be under our feet. One of the things that he promises is eternal life. We will have eternal life. That's, That's some of the promises of that covenant. But then there's some requirements or responsibilities of the covenant. He says, we need to be in total submission to God. Those who believe, that's what it says. Who is he that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the son of God? Total submission. We need to be fruitful and fill the earth. We need to exercise dominion. And we need to go and tend to our gardens. We need to guard, keep, guard and protect that what God places value on. So we need to understand, and it's interesting, because now in the New Testament context, Jesus speaks again of family. Old Testament, he says, unless God builds the house, they who build it labor in vain. Now Jesus, Matthew 7, 24 to 27, says this. Everyone then who hears, he says, by wisdom a house is built. All right? So there's wisdom how we build. He says, everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like what? A wise man, there's wisdom, who builds his house on the rock. By wisdom his house is built. If you listen to his words and you do them, you are wise. You build with wisdom on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat the house. But it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell, the floods came, the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. You see the word there, New Testament again, house is oikia. Some of us, looks like an oikio. Oikia. Oikia, and it means again, an inmate of a house or family. So even the word Jesus says, A man who builds a house on the rock. He uses the word oikia means a man who builds family. If you build wisely, you build on the rock. You build on a proper foundation. Because storms are going to come. He says, but those who build on the rock, they build with wisdom and knowledge and understanding. So that when when the storms come, we can resist. We can withstand. Come on. To build a house on the rock means to build family on a sure foundation. Something that's good. There's an attack on families. There's an attack on families from, that's an old tactic of the enemy. And remember, I want to challenge you. I want to encourage you. What are you building? Your house. And not just your house, but this house. What are we building? There's an attack on family. Being together. And that's why we need to keep on building corporate altars, family altars, We need to keep on building personal altars because an altar attracts blessing or curse. God says, if you choose life, I will bless you. Choose, you choose life or death, I said before you. It attracts blessing or curse. Altars need to be occupied. If you don't occupy, the enemy will come. It becomes a demonic occupation. All right. Your family is an altar. Your family is an altar. If you don't occupy your family, in other words, if you're absent in your house and in your family, guess who's going to occupy it? The enemy is going to come and occupy that. You need to tend to your altar. That's why it says the instruction, never let the fire on the altar go out. You need to continually put on fire. that. You need to feed it with the wood that the fire can keep on burning. But there was another part. It says, every morning you have to remove the ashes. There's a part where we need to cleanse ourselves. Do all those things. So we need to keep the fire going but we need to cleanse the ashes. You see you were born from a family. That's how you got here. But you were born into a family. You were raised by a family. You were sent from a family. You were married into a family and you are called to give birth to a family. You need to give birth to what God calls you. So there's different things that makes a home work. And then I want to just give you why family is important then we're done so we're now close to the end things that make the homework is you need to maintain unity of spirit in your home you have to maintain that unity that oneness remember when in newer that was unity god's covenant works in that unity the father son holy spirit they were in unity he doesn't operate outside of unity Unity is needed for that covenant to operate. Ensure that there's constant agreement in your relationships. Remember what we said, protect and guard that you have no invaders in your relationships. Protect and guard that what God gives you. If, if you, you're, you're, you are a home of God, then you need to present heaven in your home. So what, what is it that needs to take place? If your home honors God, your, your home is that of God It reflects Him. You need to reflect heaven. Then respond accordingly. Make that what matters to God matters to you. Make that what matters to Him important for you as well. You have to be fruitful. You have to build your family on the foundation of Christ to withstand the storms. That's what you have to do. So let's get to, there's 10 reasons that I want to just give you, then we're done. We're going we're gonna to take up an offering we're going to just fellowship together. But here, this is not biblical. This is just what the world says. Why family is important. So God has done much more than that. But, but listen to what they say. Because all of us are in a family, all right? You are born into a family, but not everyone is born into a healthy family always. Some of us, we are not privileged to start that way and have a good foundation. You're not born into a family, but, but you can choose you can choose to create that family later on in life. You can create that, but it's got an impact. Listen to this: one, families set the stage for future future relationships. That's what it does. Is is the very first relationship a child has with their parents and their siblings provides the model for future relationships. So that what we have in the house sets them up for future relationships. Number two, during challenging times, people need a family that they can rely on. When life gets hard, we need family, we need people. And you can either have traditional family or you can choose one, but family provides that. They provide that place where you can go through these hard times, where you can rely on them. Number three, families can be essential source of affection and encouragement. You see, if you've got a strong family, you will always be able to to receive support and love from them. That's what you need. With the family behind them, a person can do whatever. You're going to have the courage to take on whatever you can. Because you know I've got a family that loves me, that backs me. Isn't it? You just need someone to believe in you. You can do this. Number four. Families foster a sense of belonging to something greater than oneself. One of the things that we need to form identity is the thing about belongingness. It forms our identity is that there's value, there's worth, and there's belongingness. Families are hubs of traditions. That's what happens in our homes. All right. Through the stories from the past and all these things, there's connections. My grandfather used to say this or that. There's a connection. There's a continuance. And through that, it actually, when you grow up in this and there's a history, it actually says that you belong to something bigger than just yourself. You belong to something that's, it's important to be a member of this community. That's why God places us in family. Number five says, people raised in close families develop healthier relationships through their lives. So if you grew up in a family that were close, it's easier for you to have close relationships later in life. Number six, family relationships are linked to a, person, to a person's mental health. They say this, especially, it's good to have time together, but especially dinner time. When you as a family eat together, they say then the children, there's a correlation between the time together and a young person's mental health. If there's trouble, start sitting around the table. Because that's how we build family, that's how we build covenant. How were Jesus' disciples made? Not in a classroom. It was around a table. It's when we sit in fellowship. A lot of mental issues are sorted out when we have fellowship sit around the table. Number seven, quality time with family is linked to better academic performance. They say that around the evening when you sit and and sometimes it's difficult, but it says families who eat uh, less than three times a week together the, the children are likely to get C's or below, academically. That's what, 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 what they say with, what's now for research? Research. I'm just checking if you're still listening. They say if you eat together five to seven times, chances are much better that they're going to, of course there's factors to play. They have to study and do all these things and according to their ability. But the, it's just the effect of this does so much more. Number eight, families teach important life lessons. In your family, that's the first place where you you learn how to actually deal with your emotions, how to interact with one another, how to win a battle, isn't it? (laughs) That was a joke. How to communicate, all right? That's the place where kids learn to deal with the consequences of choices, good and bad. So that's why God places us in this context because it's safe. It's a place where He wants us to to develop. It's a place in family where your worldview is developed and how they believe the world works. So your view of life is shaped by your family. And if that was not on the foundation, you have a wrong view. Nine and ten, then we're done. Families teach values. Life's value system within the family is the structure. And that's why... In family, you learn what defines right and wrong, what's good and what's evil. It's in that family. That's why it's important. You need to be part of a community. And it forms a foundational part of your identity, who you are. So you learn here what values, how you treat others, how you view yourself, and what is your purpose in life. You see, if you, if you have a broken family, you struggle to have purpose in life, you struggle to see what you are actually called for because you've never been in that place where it puts that value and that um, things in you to say you've got it. Healthy families form the backbone of healthy society. When families are strong, communities are strong. If we want to see a healthy community, we need to build a healthy family. If you want to see a healthy community in your area, you need to build healthy family if families are not doing well a nation will suffer that's the effect and that just made me think of what Jesus calls us to do he says go then therefore and make disciples of all nations but we cannot go and disciple nations if we don't have family because if families are whole nations will be whole if families do well nations will be well if families suffer nations suffer So the start of that, what God calls us to do, starts with covenant family, where God has placed you. And if God says He makes a a home for the lonely, God wants to place you in family because that's His structure. That's the way He works. He makes a home for the lonely. So, So let's just close our eyes there where you sit, there where you are. That God wants to build family and God wants you to see your family restored. And I don't know, you can say, but it's easy for you to say, you don't know my family. You don't know my circumstances. You don't know where we're at and and what's happening and what's taking place. But I want you to start standing in the gap for your family. That you will make a stand for your family. That you will start intentionally to change things in your life you can start doing that remember he says unless God builds we build in vain in other words start guard and protect that what God places value on start guarding and protecting family build them love them enjoy them start making a stand change is not going to come you have to be intentional if you want to change things like with last week we said if there's a new wine we're going to require a new wineskin we have to renew our mind and think differently if you want to start changing your family if you want a new wineskin for your family you have to start being intentional with the things that you want to change words of kindness and affirmation but one of the main things is this God esteems family such an important thing that's how his covenant operates and if you're part of his covenant he places you within family and he says treasure that be part of that build family and even those who want to start families that struggle the enemy wants to destroy families we pray with you we trust with you that God will come because God has given you the blessing to be fruitful and multiply. So Father, we just come this morning and we say thank you for what you've done today. And I believe that what we've pushed, in, pushed through in the worship that God has, has broken something open. And that which you can ask God, you will receive because there's an open heaven. And Father, I just come and I bless everyone here that we will build together family and that we will see that unless we build God's way, We're going to actually struggle. Because some other stuff is going to happen. If we fail to do the one, the next cannot happen. We cannot succeed. Father, I just pray that we will get a love in our hearts for our families. Get a compassion for our families. For those who are still lost, don't know you. We'll bring him to the family of God. We'll keep on praying. We'll make a stand. Stand in the gap. God's going to move because that what is close to God's heart He always responds to so Father I pray that you will bring healing into families you will bring healing into households you will bring healing into hearts there's something you need to go and make right with go and make right forgive forget move on and you'll see the fruitfulness See the abundance. We'll see that God wants to do in your life. It's going to come to manifestation. Thank you, Father. We just come. Bless everyone here, Father. Thank you, Lord, that they're part of this family. Thank you for what you're doing in this house. Thank you, Lord, that we can honor you. That we know we're in good hands because we fix our eyes on you. You are our Father. And we just walk after you. We love you. We give you glory and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. If you would like to know more about who we are and what we do, go visit lwpe.co.za. You are formed to function, so let's build.